welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. And I'm Jim DeSanto. And today we're going to be looking at the Chevy Chase Holiday Classic National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But first, <laughs> as always, we ask the most what? pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking? Jim, what do you have? Today I'm going with the Four Roses again, the single barrel. Um, I was actually gifted as part of my... Um, as part of my work, uh, we have a Secret Santa Mystery Maccabee. Ah, oh, very cool. Yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah it's... And um, someone from the office sent me a bottle of this. Uh, this is not it because I already had one, so I'm working through okay. that one first. But Perfect. But I thought you got it was it uh, appropriate. Yeah, and it's good. It's one of my Fantastic. favorites. Josh Ritter sings about it. That's good enough for well, me. That kind of covers all the bases then. Yeah. Uh, we are also joined this week by the Costello family elf. Uh, Edward, who is happy to be with us, he is drinking Mad Elf beer. Um, <laughs> True. In his little, yeah, in his little bottle. Uh, I'm bringing out the big guns. Only two episodes left here in 2018 for us. I purchased this special reserve stock, as you can see, wax Whoa. sealed bottle uh, of uh, Shoveltown uh, Reserve Series Russian Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, which they only do, and it's actually aged in bourbon barrels. I think so, I tried that when we were... Well, it was a little... Yeah, it was the different version. This is the uh, one they... So they take their regular Russian out, and then they get bourbon barrels and age them in it. So I'm going to open it for the show, and it will be donning this delectable, ugly uh, Christmas elf beer sweater. You're going to drink um, that out of the bottle? I'm going to drink it out of the bottle with the ugly... Elf. That's an amazing uh, beer cozy. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Aileen won that at, at a holiday event, Cousy. and I am I am using it, so I will <laughs> open that. Um, so before we get into the uh, show, and this is delectable. This is great of that wax sealed, only the highest class here on yeah, the show yeah, yeah. this holiday season. Uh, a couple of fact checks. Sad news in the entertainment uh, world this week with the passing of Penny Marshall, yeah. uh, who is a uh, comedic visionary, uh, especially um, for female directors and comedians. Uh, prior to our time, really, Laverne and Shirley, which right. I do remember watching on reruns. I remember uh, my mom loving that show and, yeah. and watching it with her. But but we were not, you know, I mean, that was in the rerun phase right, or we right, were very right, young right, and didn't right. have the idea. But certainly for people our age or, or, or people uh, close to us in age would really remember Penny Marshall for two really huge films as we yeah. were growing up in the late 80s and early 90s, namely Big with mm -hmm. Tom Hanks and then Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna and numerous other people. Uh, one of the I think arguably one of the better sports movies of all time i love uh, a, league of the, a league of their own love league of their own um big is uh, while as a kid i kind of loved it it's it's kind of weird to rewatch oh, the concept big. of it is weird but um, and the love I story I, is when was the last time you rewatched big uh, it's been probably a long time probably yeah. right the love story uh, i remember being like this is strange now well it was i agree do you know i actually met um the guy who plays the kid, the friend. It, no, 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 no. The oh, the younger oh, gotcha. Tom Hanks. 
uh, he and I sat together at a Yankees game in the bleachers. You mean <laughs> one uh, time fake uh, Michael Sarah or yeah, 80s oh, Michael Sarah? Super cool guy. And he was in Newsies. He went out. Yeah, you know, he was in oh, Newsies as well, gotcha. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which a lot of people probably knew more because that was, you know, bigger. And he was a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but Penny Marshall was awesome. Yeah. The one thing I will say, big definitely has some weird elements to it. But. I mean, she's did other movies as well. But just to me, from our age, when films were coming out, those two come to my mind. Her ability to blend comedy, um, drama, you could cry, you could laugh, the yeah. performances. A League of Their Own is so good. I mean, it's as good as Tom Hanks is in pretty much everything. I have a hard time saying he's better in anything than A League of Their Own. I yeah, think I awesome. think it's I think it's not seen as a serious performance because of the comedy of it, but he is so good in that in that role. Yeah, I think he I mean, she just, you know, and she was a female director um, who I think allowed other females to be in to be able to direct sure. because she delivered when she did that. So mm -hmm. uh, sad to see her passing. Uh, a couple of things from our show last week, uh, Hit and Run, where we talked about the Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell yeah, comedy. Yeah. Uh, I was, of course, last week, as we said, in search of Coors Original. Uh, and I did, in <laughs> fact, find some Coors Original. Um, you the didn't good have to stuff. drive across state lines to get it? Did not have to drive across state lines. I did have to hunt a little bit, but we did find that. Also, there's been some positive buzz um, for the comm major's effort to save PBR uh, from the hipsters. And I'm really confident once Squarespace starts sponsoring us, like they sponsor pretty much every podcast yeah, yeah. Um, in, in America, Any day uh, that we will use that uh, to start our website, www.savepbrfromhipsters.com. Mm. We are taking PBR back um, for the people who it was really intended for, um, you know, not hipsters. I'm not, I'm not with you on this crusade, but that's okay. I'm thinking I'm holding out for a Casper sponsor. I, I could use a new mattress. Oh, that would be cool. I'd yeah. be definitely down with that. And they're and all over. Or, or Mac Weldon or me undies. We could get some underwear out of this. I, I would be up for pretty much any endorsement. Yeah. At this point, I would yeah. be fine with. Uh, some I exciting news uh, on our social media front. Uh, our social media engagements, and we have to thank everybody in the holiday season here, <laughs> uh, increased by over 100% last week. Uh, probably because we did hit and run. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. 100%, uh, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and actually, page visits to the Com Majors page increased by 2,600% last week. I, I have no idea what that was about, but <laughs> keep it rolling. Spread the word. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling we're the butt to... of some joke where like people are people are are recording this and sending it to their friends and like, look at these idiots. Well, it could be. Yeah, it could, I'm happy it to could, be that idiot. It could be angry hipsters yeah. who feel that they own PBR, yeah. that it's theirs. Um, I don't know. Or it could uh, be Dax on, and Kristen just watching it over and over on, and over loop, again. That's what I'd like to believe. Be, I'd be okay with yeah. that. Uh, and then finally, one of the big things on social media this week was an outcry for some Patrick Swayze. Oh, People right, right. want Patrick Swayze. So this is what we're going to do. Jim is going to pick a Patrick Swayze film. Yeah. I am going to pick a Patrick Swayze film. Uh, we'll put the two films up on Facebook and we'll vote. <laughs> and then that will be the second film we are doing in 2019 will be a Patrick Swayze uh, film. Because who doesn't love Patrick Swayze? So which one uh, is your preference? 
I'm going to go with the one we talked about prior to the show, which is uh, a movie I haven't seen in a while, but I remember liking a lot is Point Break. Mm. Um, you know, and he's, he's uh, choice. yeah, it's a little bit of a different character he's, he, for him. So uh, I'm super uh, excited about that. Yeah. Now, I, I it's hard to disagree with a film that has Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey. Your mom is in chat right now and she says, pick one she likes, Brian. Oh, she said, uh, pick probably, one I like, Brian. Probably not. I, I'm going for the win here. Yeah. There's only one thing that could <laughs> I possibly, know where you're going with this. possibly top uh, point break. And that, of course, <laughs> is Roadhouse. Yeah. I want to talk about Pain the mullet. Somehow our ballet dancing mullet wearing guy is the toughest cooler uh, in the entire country. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of every, first of all, there is no loss uh, for either of these films. You're either going to get <laughs> an amazing film of the 90s or amazing film of the late 80s. Right, uh, right. And it now the easy choices would have been dirty Ghost. dancing ghost and we will do those at some point no we won't um, that's not probably not let's unless not, let's set expectations here patty can uh, watch ghost and 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 i actually think um i think of <laughs> sorry the two, dennis but you're gonna have to suffer through that <laughs> of the oh, there's not my father hasn't watched a movie with my mother since the nixon administration i don't think um <laughs> I well, I'll come would, watch it. <laughs> I would say I would of the two, I would probably pick Dirty Dancing over Ghost. Oh no! See, I there's I think Ghost. I yeah. like I'm not I like Ghost too, but I think there'd be more to talk about with Dirty Dancing. I don't know. There's I some, think Ghost there's is some uh, underrated as I think un, I think Ghost is underrated as or or it's it's thought about in retrospect as just like a love story, but there's some there's some really good stuff in it. No, it's good. All right. I remember but, the crazy well, ghost on the subway platform. Yes, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's some yeah. I, again, there's some cool stuff in all those. Uh, OK, so that is fact check for this week. Um, but now let's get into quite possibly um, uh, tons of people's favorite Christmas movie. Oh, sure. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, um, Beverly D'Angelo and Randy Quaid and yeah. Tons of other cameos and uh, famous people in it, uh, and yeah, if clearly, you have to, yeah. If you have to yeah. pick a, a holiday movie that is a little more light and uh, funny, it's probably between this and a Christmas story, right? Like for our yeah. generation, I and I for I, I'm not a huge Christmas story fan. Okay, so that's fair. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I always preferred this a great deal more than that. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably because I like the other two films as well. Right. Um, so which a lot of people haven't seen. You know, a lot of people have seen Christmas Vacation, but maybe don't realize that this was actually the third film uh, dealing with the Griswold family. Mm -hmm. Well, there's um, a fourth, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm choosing not to. Well, there's more than that. There's there, Vegas well, Vacation. Well, that's and then the one I'm talking about. Well, then there's Christmas Vacation 2, which is just uh, Cousin Eddie oh, on an island one. or something. And then there's the reboot vacation with uh, Ed Helms as Rusty. Oh, where, I, I did not see yeah. that. Yeah, so they, they, that. they've done this a lot. So uh, the vacation film started in 1983. Okay. Um, 
uh, with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, Michael um, Anthony Hall. An- no, excuse right. me, Anthony Michael Hall, sorry, uh, was Hall. Rusty, who was famous at that time because it was John Hughes and all yeah, this type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it was actually based on a John Hughes short story from the National Lampoon's magazine. Oh, OK. In that same magazine, he had another short story entitled uh, Christmas 1959, which <laughs> in the film when Clark goes up at the attic and yeah, takes yeah. it, that's why that's Christmas night, uh, which again was about Clark Griswold, uh, because John Hughes wanted nothing to do with this film. Uh, in right. fact, John Hughes wanted nothing to do with ever doing any sequels, right. but he agreed to write this, I'm sure, because it was a ton of money and because he had the short story. Yeah. And he said, all right, you want to film with the Griswolds in Christmas and let's go. And we get the Griswolds at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and what I think, the first one's really good. The first National Lampoon. Yes, the second very, one's not good. European Vacation is not Yeah, I good. don't remember much about it's it. It's not good. Um, this might be the best of a batch. Oh, yeah. Christmas Vacation is, is hitting on all cylinders. And I think partly, I think um, all the extra characters that they bring in, like, and Chevy Chase is, is great in it, but... Um, the, the parents of oh, his, parents are his parents and her parents are amazing. The kids are, are hilarious. Eddie is back um, from the first one and he's yeah. he's more on display than ever. Oh, yeah. um, and, and the amount of like animal comedy in this movie is off the charts. Ridiculous as well. My and I, my favorite are the neighbors. Oh, yeah. Todd and I, Margo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I think I laughed harder at them than I laughed at any of it. Maybe just because they are the epitome of what uber yuppie entitled obnoxious Reaganites of the late eighties slash early nineties would have been every scene when their home is being deconstructed and destroyed and they are being, and Julia Louis Dreyfus, who this was like, Pre Seinfeld, yeah. So I mean, she had been on Saturday Night Live and stuff, but I certainly, I mean, that was no. really when we would have watched Saturday Night Live. I mean, she was on in like the mid '80s, I think. Um, fantastic, and the other guy, I can't remember his name, but they, yeah. every scene they're in, was amazing. Great. Yeah, I, and I like it's, you don't even like that's a, I don't know, Margo. That like always that line always just comes back to me. Like whenever whenever someone asks me something that I have no idea what the answer to, that's what pops into my head. <laughs> well, and they said that this was odd because they didn't think this movie would be one of the most often quoted movies. Yeah. Like, you know, they do obscure stats like that and people track it, but it is. But there's all these lines. Yeah. Quick trivia question. You see Todd and Marco's house from the outside uh-huh. and you kind of get this sense of I feel like I've seen this house before, right? So it's the Warner Brothers lot. Oh. And do you know which famous film? Oh, film. I was film thinking it was series, a no. film series used Todd and Margot's house. A film series. A film series. There are multiple. In fact, I think there were five of these films. Five? Oh. Five it, of these films. I was thinking like Home Alone, but I know that's not no, the house from no, Home Alone. No, that's in Chicago. That's actually that home's used a lot. That's the the Home Alone house is used by John Hughes a ton in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it's also for trains, planes, and automobiles. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I think either Sixteen Candles uses it or one okay. of those other ones. It was actually Roger Murtaugh's house from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> from Lethal Weapon. In fact, remember the one where he was stuck on the toilet? 
Yes, Lilitha with the Web- bomb, right? When they showed up to film, that toilet was still there because they had just finished filming there. So they had to clean the toilet oh, off the funny. yard to start filming. Um, but that was the dynamite it was research, all the back- Brian. Dynamite yeah, it was research. all on the uh, it was it was all on the yard, uh, and that was all backlot stuff. Oh, so they filmed cool. all that in California, and then the like sledding scene and the the uh, station wagon scene at the beginning, which I'm convinced was the inspiration for the Fast and the Furious films, <laughs> as Clark Griswold goes underneath. The yeah. uh, semi trailer yeah. uh, that was all filmed in California. No, excuse me, Breckenridge, Colorado. Okay, and it was apparently like freezing. So so much oh. so that like when they joke about Julia uh, Juliet Lewis's eyebrow, they're like people actually were having like <laughs> eyelids problems. and stuff freeze. She was, was uh, so the kids were great in this movie, um, uh, and they've absolutely. obviously both of them went on to bigger and better things. Um, John Glicky, uh, is that his name, John? John? Uh, yeah, Johnny, yeah, Galecki. Uh, I never say his last name right, but yes, from um, Galecki. Galecki from. Um, yeah, uh, I don't watch the show. You sucked it out of my head now. The Big Bang. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's like he, he was in ex- something else too, wasn't he? Yeah, in well, between. he was on Roseanne. Roseanne, right, right. He yeah, was Darlene. But then, boyfriend. yeah, but he's like one of the highest paid actors. Chevy Chase always jokes about it. He's like, you know, this guy's the richest paid guy in Hollywood, and I'm doing stupid interviews about Christmas Vacation 25 years later. Well, he, but uh, he, Johnny um, Galecki, loves this movie. Yeah, he was on. The, he's on the audio commentary for. It. Oh, is he really? Because he loved. Because it means so. He's like, this is what got me my break. He's like, I, he was just doing commercials or something in Chicago, and Chevy Chase and like John Hughes plucked him out and said, <laughs> "This is the kid we want." Because he, they said Chevy Chase said even as a kid he thought he was like a brilliant comedian. He said his timing was like nothing he had ever seen before. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 um, and then you know she went on to be in you know Natural Born Killers and pretty much right after this is when she took off. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. she, they said, I guess Chevy Chase said he thought her performance in this movie was the best performance of anybody really? because she plays this completely disaffected teen. And he's like, she hates everything. You could see <laughs> that, on her face. She doesn't want to be, he goes, nobody plays their role better than her. When you go back and when watch she is that. whining to her mom in the kitchen, that scene cracked me up. It's funny that you, that he said that. Cause I totally got that feeling when she's like, mom, would it be too much to ask the grandparents to stay at a hotel? Like, it was very believable. Like, yeah, I, I totally get it. And and Rusty, you know, he was basically playing like above his age, right? He was playing like yeah, like a smart kid who 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 was basically like the like was basically like the emotional like helper for his parents when shit was bad. <laughs> I think it's really interesting in the fact that. It's like the Griswolds, if you think about it, they're almost like an anthology series in the sense the kids change every film. Yeah, there's different kids. And actually, this is the first one where Rusty is younger. He was always the older of them. Yeah. So they just and then and inexplicably they're like, uh, we're just gonna see. like they don't <laughs> yeah. even care and nobody cares. Just like whatever. Right. Really, it's, it's a non-issue. Yeah. It doesn't That's matter. That's funny. So um, let's talk about this. The yes. um seemingly what what is about two weeks before christmas the we know because of an uh, what is an advent calendar that Who is has brilliant an advent by the calendar way. with no candy i mean come on my my <clears throat> children would riot if we had an so, advent calendar. Oh, right and there was no candy. chocolate in there yeah the, the the two parts that i love 
um, well, not just the two parts, but um, two kind of things that this movie does. The advent calendar, I thought it was a brilliant way to kind of pass the time. Because in essence, yeah. this movie is just a, a bunch of holiday skits kind of there's a loose thread of a of a plot but not really um and that was a brilliant way to kind of tie it all together uh and also i think you mentioned this was the the opening uh um cartoon oh my God. and music original music right original music do you know who produced it no you you won't you would never guess the Quincy million years Jones. no no oh. prince <laughs> Prince was the producer on that this, that song, and also uh, they did not. Warner Brothers didn't want it. They're like, "Eh, this is too expensive. We don't want it." So the guy who directed the film said, "Okay, I'll, I'll go shoot a different like open with the song." And he found a toothless Jamaican guy to sing the song. And then Warner Brothers said, uh, "Okay, this is a little too avant-garde, so we'll let you do the cartoon instead." He's like, "I just filmed something, so they would let me use the cartoon and that's pay funny. for it instead." And and that's how, and they got Prince to produce it. Yeah, could, it, could it, argue it, it's some. You could argue it's some of Prince's best work. No, you can't. <laughs> you no. could argue. You could argue. Um, it's also the only um, National Lampoon's movie not to use Lindsey Buckingham's Holiday, Holiday Road. Road. It's not which even in the credits or anything? No, it's not in it at huh. all, which is kind of a bummer. You would thought yeah. maybe it would have been a cool thing instead of having them open up with them singing Christmas carols if they were driving in the uh, station right, wagon right. to listen to it. But, yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And um, so the parents come yeah. about it seems super early for the holidays. I guess at that I age, know. Though, How many you... days are those people going to stay <laughs> in know. that house? Yeah, and so uh, you immediately get, and this is another part, the backstory of like um, their parents and and what they're like, and you know, it seems like her parents are, uh, you know, no offense to to those in the upper Northeast, but they seem like old money. I would say like Connecticut, New England, like New York people. which yeah. which which is why the hell would their daughter their daughter would clearly be marrying someone like Clark as an FU to them probably right. and Clark's right? parents that that are like the loving sweet like you know almost like uh Minnesota like it reminded me of yeah. like Marshall and his parents from How I Met Your Mother yes, right like absolutely. they couldn't be yeah. any nicer um yeah uh just sweet towards everyone and that and that was totally believable too because it plays directly into the characters that that the parents are um and it immediately causes strife right like you know leading up to that they're 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 even bracing themselves for everyone coming uh oh it's yeah i mean they play off usual way people feel and they do it in great great ways yeah uh can we talk about something that I have never had any desire to do that sure. they do in this film? Uh, going out and chopping down my own Christmas oh, yeah. tree. Um, and the fact <laughs> that he picks a tree and he's like, a lot of sap in here. I think <laughs> he's chopping down like a healthy tree right. that's oozing sap and it's like all over him. That's classic Chevy Chase, like physical comedy with yeah. him then in bed shaking and everything sticking to uh, him. His, you know, he throughout the course of this movie, he goes from 
being like the straight man, right? To being yeah. the reactionary to yeah. everyone else's insane comedy to at the end where he's just losing it because of what has happened. It's just, it's such a great de evolution of him as like the fun loving, nothing could get in the way of this. And it, that's what happens in every one of these movies. But yes, um, but like he is so good at reacting to people around him and how and playing off their comedy. Um, and just uh, like when when he tells the whole family that he's buying a pool with his with his check and his check. and uh, and what's his name goes. Uh, I can't. Eddie goes, Clark, I, I can't swim. And he goes, I know, Eddie, <laughs> just like just like I, or some of the yeah. some of the lines he has with Randy Quaid. Yeah. We can talk. We'll talk about Randy Quaid in a minute, because yeah. that's a whole. Separate, yeah, you're going to uh, you're going to have to keep me on track because this because movie that, has me thinking about all kinds of stuff. He is. I mean, that scene. But the um, the use of the Christmas tree, the fact that his job is creating something called cereal varnish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brothers in it. Of course, they had been together in numerous films, including uh, Caddyshack. Yep. I remember Caddyshack Fest this year. Uh, yep. Christmas special. Uh, we are now only charging $6,000, uh, and we're actually going to allow you to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, you will you be on the show. Um, f but again, please take care of your own airfare and your own hotel for the experience. Yes. And we will buy you a drink. You will get a drink ticket. Yeah. Um, just there's just so much stuff in this movie that I just die. Like, I mean, the physical comedy is great. The idea of the sled, <laughs> the sled. <laughs> sled that part's ridiculous. It's a little over the top. That yes. that's the one part in the movie where I'm like, OK, I could I could do without this scene. They, I feel like they just felt they had to put some physical comedy in there. I also love you can tell again. And they always talk about this. And uh, how do you get made? Which is my other than comedy major is my favorite podcast. Um, the blatant use of sexual material that is clearly oh my God. A, a, not, I shouldn't say a children's film, but with that, um, that woman selling the lingerie. Oh yeah. And then she's repeated the when pool he, scene, in the you pool have scene, side which, boob, like, which is like basically just, stolen. The thing is nipple at that point, by the way. But that scene is basically directly stolen from fast times at Ridgemont high. Well, and also I thought there was a few times where it was stuff that Christy Brinkley stuff from the first film. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. And even the car jumping when they at the end where they land the uh, the uh, station wagon was remember Rusty and him going off the the road in the right. first movie as right. well. But the late 80s, I, apparently um, there were no uh, no qualms about having uh, close to full on full frontal nudity in, well, in a movie that was being billed yeah, that, yeah. That for families. Right, right. That's true. Um all right, let's get to uh, probably who, other than Chevy Chase, everyone's favorite character in this movie, which is Cousin Eddie, Cousin Eddie. Uh, played by Randy Quaid. And uh, what was really not even acting that we find out. It's basically probably just who he is as a real person. We didn't know that at the time. Um I mean, he's a steam has to be probably of all the movies we've done so far, right up there with one of the top scene stealers of oh, anything we've done. This, seen so this, this became like an archetype for 
uh, TV characters down the road. Like this is Charlie Kelly. This is Kramer. This is like these these roles of like absolutely ridiculous characters placed among seemingly normal people is like was him. I, I feel I don't know. There's probably there's probably going back before him someone that did something similar. But, but he mastered it. I, th- I this, mean, he this was is so good. When the 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 scene with the uh, with the sled, he goes, "Don't put any of that on mine, sled, Clark," because uh, I got that plate in my head and <laughs> it's plastic. And plastic, and, and he goes, and ch- again, Chevy Chase says something funny. He says, "Do you really think it matters, Eddie?" And he goes, "Ah, nah." But if my part is right here, and if that gets dented, my hair is just never gonna look right. Never gonna work out. Yeah. Oh, or how about the time uh, when he starts talking about? Uh, the plate or whatever it is. And he goes, yeah, when cat, whenever Catherine turns on the microwave, I piss my pants and forget, forget who I am for <laughs> half an hour. Yeah. That's why they replaced it. Right. That's why I went yeah, with that's plastic. Why they right? replaced it. Yeah. Cause he pisses his pants and forgets who he is for a half an hour. Now we're not really sure. Uh, you know, or then later in the film where Clark doesn't get his bonus oh, yeah. and he gets a jelly of the month and he goes, everybody's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then he turns to me, goes, uh, the gift that keeps giving all year. And then the, like the evolution of Chevy Chase, like you're talking about, he turns to him and the only time he calls him in this in the whole whole movie, Chevy Chase goes that it is, Edward, <laughs> that yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and, and I talked about this in during uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, it has that line by Draco that is, I didn't know you could read, how that's like one of my favorite yes. lines in any yep. movie, and it just has always stuck with me. And Randy Quaid has one of those in this movie, and it's seemingly not one of the funniest, but for some reason, it just resonates with me, and it's something that I use all the time, is, are you serious, Clark? <laughs> when, when, when he says, um, he says, you... Uh, you know, hey, kids, you know, I've been listening to the radio and it sounds like Santa is I, I forget the way he puts it, but he says, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, and they're Santa's, all like, really, we saw Santa's him, flying yeah, over the northern hemisphere right now. And, and everyone at the table is kind of smiling, looking at the kids. The kids are getting all excited. And Randy Quaid's looking at him. He's taking a bite of food and he says, you serious, Clark? <laughs> like, I don't know why, but there is something so funny about that. And I will use that all the time. It's so dumb that you actually believe somebody like that. Right. And if someone would, says uh, something so ridiculous or outlandish, I will say that exact line. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah. some of the, just the stuff that he does in this movie is <laughs> utterly fantastic. Uh, first of all, I get almost nauseous with yeah. the shit when he's shooting his like the equivalent of his septic tank into the in the yeah, show. It, potty, his... You could like smell. I felt like you could smell the disgusting. Yeah, and he's uh, drinking a beer. It's like nine. A, it has to be like smoking, nine a.m. By the way, Can smoking a cigar, drinking a beer in like a mini in his wife's bathrobe. It's like his wife's short bathrobe and like slippers. Right. And he's <laughs> it's disgusting. I was um, upset to find out that they had actually shot a number of scenes in the trailer with him oh. and Catherine showing what life was like in there, but it was cut for time purposes, which is upsetting because I would have liked to have seen. But you know what? He is a great example, and this was proven, and I've only seen clips of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Christmas Vacation 2 when it was just on him, where – you can never make a character like this the focal point of other films. And it's been tried on TV before. It's been tried on all these things. These are the characters that need to be 
sprinkled in. Right. If they're not grounded with real characters, um, it gets it gets just too much. But the scene like and it was so funny because Chevy Chase was saying that, um, you know, obviously Randy Quaid has some serious personal demons and, and issues and things like that. But Chevy Chase was saying when he was talking about this movie uh, recently, he goes, you would never have known it. They said he was so much of the stuff that he did, like the scene where they go to the store and he just keeps dropping dog food. Oh, my God. He goes, he goes none of that was scripted. That was just him understanding. <laughs> like, And they said he, you, you never would have known that he was – I don't even know what he is, isn't he? He's like a fugitive at points and he's got like yeah. one of those crazy like militiamen beards now. Oh, I don't even stuff. know. Like, I, I don't know all his issues. I mean, he's kind of like his character in Independence Day. <laughs> In real life, uh, he's lost his shit. Okay. Uh, he's crazy. Uh, so many other great things uh, in this movie. You brought this up earlier. The use of animal comedy, yes. which I am always a huge proponent of, which unfortunately has now turned into either CGI right. uh, because of, you know, we don't want animals getting hurt here. Right. Uh, but the use this of animal her comedy. Where you were killing 400 we're horses killing a day or whatever. any animals. Um, and I have to say, uh, you were not the hugest fan of something about Mary. Right. Um, this film does what something about Mary tried to do in a better way. And something about Mary did an okay job with the dog getting electric. The cat disintegrating, yeah. uh, yeah. classic, yeah. but the squirrel dog comedy, oh I'm all about squirrel comedy. It was amazing. Yeah. The uh, yeah, and I will say, the, in thinking about how goofy the humor is in this movie, it's easy to draw a comparison between, um, between that and there's something about Mary. But I, I just like this movie a whole lot better. Um, I think they did. Uh, I will say, of the two, I think this movie's is a class. I I loved something about Mary. I would mm -hmm. watch it again, but I don't think there's a comparison here. And I think part of it <clears throat> is tonally they established. A world yeah. in which this type of stuff is more viable than yeah. the other well, world that we saw. So let's talk about how the squirrel thing happens. So it's so the, so yes. Yeah, so what happens is he needs to tell him why this is yeah. not the original tree. The sappy tree. Yeah. What happens to the sappy tree? So the sappy tree gets burnt because uh, seemingly it dries out because Eddie's dog has been drinking all the water drinking from the water. The, from. The, <laughs> from the stand and then lewis the i guess uncle great uncle oh good god who knows the, uncle his lewis toupee, he calls his him. toupee alone might have been the yeah. squirrel i wasn't he, convinced that that he, wasn't the squirrel he lights a he lights a cigar near the tree and from the dinner table you see a you see like a flamethrower thing and and then clark goes in and and lewis is standing there smoking his smoking the cigar but the whole tree is burnt to a crisp um and so he decided this is when he starts to lose it a little bit. He kind of was channeling a little Jack Nicholson shining. Yes. I felt like he gets the chainsaw. Uh, he first off, he he cuts the, the banister in the staircase because it's a little loose. <laughs> and then he goes outside and he cuts down the neighbor's tree, which, uh, which again is amazing because yes. it crashes and it continues the whole yeah. like it that crashes through the window. He drags it inside and now they have a tree. Uh, again, however, what he didn't know is that there was a squirrel living in the tree. And I love that Bethany is the one who the the old aunt who is basically senile. Is, who was Betty Boop. 
Betty Boop. That's who that, that was. That was her. She was Betty Boop. And that makes sense. And she starts saying stuff like, what's that sound? I'm like, it's a scratchy sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that squirrel. Now, do you want to know something crazy about that? It was a real squirrel. They spent like two months. That scares months. me. Like, yeah. like can no, you no, imagine no. being on it's, set that's, with a There's live no squirrel? CGI. That is a real damn squirrel. Um which is basically just a, a rat with a tail. Yeah. I would not have that anywhere near me. It's I think disturbing. rats do have tails, but but, but like a furry tail. Yeah, no, I you're imagine. right. You're right. Um, they trained this squirrel uh-huh. for two months, and then it died right before <laughs> filming. And oh. then, so the director goes and says, "What?" He goes, "Oh yeah, they're the squirrels' lifespans are really short." Then would you do that so they so they had to get an untrained squirrel and throw it into the tree and it was mayhem the squirrel there was the dog chase that was all real people were like terrified it took them like i think a week two weeks to film that sequence with a real squirrel running (laughs) around the set yeah with that dog chasing it untrained yeah that's amazing that's amazing, and because uh, the dog and the squirrel do a great job, like it, it uh, you oh, know. filmed perfectly. They yeah. uh, they did a really good job. The squirrel is creepy though, yeah, um, really creepy. And a couple of great things. Two two like there's one line that comes out of the squirrel that I love, and uh-huh. then there's one like visual thing <laughs> when they're trying to get the squirrel, and Eddie had left. And Clark goes, where's Eddie? He usually eats these goddamn things. And then Catherine says, oh, not recently, Clark. He read that they're high in cholesterol. Yeah. So he's actually eating squirrels. And the second thing is, finally, the squirrel gets chased out of the house. Uh Julia Louis-Dreyfus walks up to the door. He's like, I'm going to confront Clark. He opens the door. The squirrel jumps on her face. The dog jumps on her. And he closes the door. And he says, "Uh, yeah, it's gone. (laughs) And just walks away as if. No concern at all for what has occurred. Yeah. And that's when everyone starts packing up, right? Like to leave. Oh, they're all going to leave. Eddie's gone and he's Eddie's gone to um, kidnap, kidnap Brian Doyle Murray because yeah. he didn't give the thing. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't the, the find bonus. out yet because that's yeah, he, right, we don't know that. But that's where Eddie has right, gone. Right. As they're about to leave is when the uh, the delivery comes with his Christmas bonus, which turns out to be the jelly of the month, which then sends Clark off again. And he he does. He has an amazing rant. If you've if you've never heard it, you you, you should go on YouTube and find it. I'm sure someone has clipped out that rant. I feel like that's real Chevy Chase. Yes. Like that's which, which is a shame Chev- because I, I've heard that he is not the uh, no. The, Do you know what I found to really? Work with. No, no, no. You know what I found really interesting, especially with, to Donald Glover when they were on Community. Mm-hmm. He was apparently appalling, and I mm-hmm. kind of expected that because I had heard other things and read through other things through the mm-hmm. years. But for I guess on these movies he was amazing. Yeah, to work with, which is really weird because I I love him. Fletch is one of them, I think is an unbelievable performance in his yeah. role in Caddyshack and he's a gene, but he, I think he's a, a major dick. Well, I think it's fair to you. say that a lot of, uh, you know, white males of his generation are yeah. kind of losing their mind in their older age. Yes. So maybe that was it, but like Johnny <laughs> think Galicki no for, offense, exi- 
Yeah. <laughs> but Jonathan Glicky, for example, yeah, like swears by him. Yeah. He's like, I owe my career to him. He like was amazing to me. He would run lines with me. He did all this and all these people. And so maybe it's just, I don't know, it was just this experience on these films, but yeah, I mean, well, it's it, years and years between that and community. Yeah. Well, no, because I think when he was back then too, was yeah. kind of, but I don't know whatever it is with these movies, but, um, he's just, I don't know. I, I, again, separate the person from the art yeah. when he's yeah. good. And he had a run there with some movies. Yeah. He, there's something about him in a movie that's just a home run yeah. um, when he delivers that thing. So let's kind of move towards the end here. So Cousin Eddie yeah. uh, has gone and kidnapped Clark's <laughs> boss because Clark goes on a rant about, I wish this guy was here and I'd tell him he gives me this jelly the month thing. Yeah. He shows up. Uh, a, a scene straight out of like uh, Die Hard happens. Where yes, SWAT team by the way, they're jumping from the, the from the roof of the house into the second story and then into like through the picture yes. window into what? the Christmas tree with like uh, automatic can I weapons. Say, by the way, I'm very concerned about the structural integrity of that roof, oh considering he was shooting uh, that. I don't I am not in a, a person who puts out Christmas lights on the exterior of my home, mm -hmm. but I cannot imagine that a staple gun is the way in which you completely, do it. Completely fine. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, maybe next year I will do that then. Mm. Um, but it leads to the scene. So the police go in and I, this is a little hidden gem if you don't look at it. So they, they come in and they tell everybody to freeze. And Beverly D'Angelo's yes. hand is on Chevy Chase's crotch. They shot 10 shots of that. She whispered to him before they shot the first one, I'm going to grab your crotch, was not scripted, and nobody noticed it. <laughs> nobody had known that she was holding his crotch. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. And then she shakes the police or she shakes the boss's hand yes. when he comes in, right? Or the um, the wife. She shakes her hand yeah, shakes the and hands. then uh, puts her hand right back on, on his crotch. Oh, my God. Uh, this so it's I, I've probably seen. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this movie and it's it delivers. It was a wildly high budget film, by the way. Oh, really? What would you think? What would you think this movie cost? Or now, granted, this again? is. Oh, hold on. I have the 89. Uh, yeah, about 89. So it would have been shot in. 88 so 88 89 what do you what do you think the budget was no this is a lot for that time but i'll say 30 million close 27 wow. which is crazy uh was i mean that was way over what you would usually get it grossed though 71 million dollars so it was a hit. force yeah four straight weeks number one it's kind of funny because they were saying some of the actors say uh They've made more money off this movie from residuals than they've made from any movie. Wow. Because if you think about it, it's one of those movies that runs nonstop. Yeah, every, every Christmas time. it comes back. Yeah. Everybody's making money. They have a whole wardrobe that yeah. you can buy this time of year. Uh, we know some people who we're friends with who have inflatables. That's true. Christmas vacation inflatables. Uh, uncle, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised my uncle doesn't. He has the leg lamp from Christmas Story. Uh, does he? Yeah. But like, so this movie, I think the reason it's more successful, I think, than the other vacations is I, I think there's more folks that are relatable to some of the experiences in this movie than like a cross country drive to. Yeah, because you, you don't do that. Everybody. Right. I thought that they catch caught the essence of that large family meal. Oh, my God. I I am not. I don't 
Home Alone does that really well too. Yes, they do. I would like to watch Home Alone. Maybe next year our Christmas movie could be Home Alone. Um, Well, we we probably have to do Love Actually though, or we'll be killed by somebody. But um, I don't, and my mother's if she's watching will not like this. I don't like huge meals with like I don't mind if it's at Christmas or something. But I'm not the person. I don't want to go out to a restaurant with 15 people. Oh no no! Not a I, I don't. I don't mind I, having I don't, being at I don't home like that. with that. For the number. holiday, I'm okay with it. But I think they caught the idea of you have all these weird dynamics of all these people sitting here, and you everybody just kind of wants to eat, but you have to have small, t- you know, and you have all these different type of people, yeah. and uh, but um, nonetheless, mm-hmm. I, I I'm glad we did this movie. I know people love this movie. They have a, a deep affection uh, for this film, and on rewatch again, I think it makes complete sense yep. um in terms of what they do and it so was let us know what your favorite parts of this movie are hit us up on twitter on our facebook page whatever let us know take take, take a picture of yourself watching it on instagram and share it with us oh yeah let instagram. us see you uh let us see you watching it yeah. uh it's it's a great one um uh, and I do. I do. I, I do really love it. All right. Let's go spanning the globe now. Uh, we're moving on. Some instant reactions. Probably what will be the big Hollywood uh, release of yeah. the Christmas season. Mary Poppins Returns. And yeah. I know you think uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Of course, Brian and Jim are going to see Mary Poppins Returns. Two men almost in their one in their 40s, one soon to be in their 40s. Who would not go see Mary Poppins? I, for one, am quite excited about Mary Poppins Returns yeah. because I think it looks great. Yeah, I, I am too, and I think one of my uh, one of my main crushes for uh, you know Katie like to ask us what our who our man crushes are. I think Lin Manuel is definitely oh, he's a genius. Yeah, yeah, and and just it, he seems even though he stole my role. Hamilton music idea, which I had back in college. <laughs> He yours was going to be like Yacht Rock, though, a version. It, it was going to be Yacht Rock, which I could still do. Yeah, I think there's like enough. The hall. Yeah, there, yeah, there's, there's if, enough difference. Yeah. Between, little Christopher Cross. Actually, get you some should, air you supply update that and do do something. What like if I did an 80s. entire like, do, yeah, What if do, I did a Yacht Rock uh, Hamilton yeah. with like air supply and REO Speedway? They could Hall all notes. record Hamilton songs yeah i think you should think about doing like an 80s person like do a reagan musical with yacht rock i I would like that but you could work in born in the usa because he tried to use that as his uh as one of his campaign songs not ever apparently listening to the song that's a little too uh too uh legitimate we need like christopher cross maybe some oh man lingo boingo at some yeah, Africa. Uh, we we got to work on that. Rupert Holmes. 2000... Oh, Rupert Holmes is amazing. <laughs> By the way, Rupert Holmes, just as an aside, I've been finishing up the season of uh, Always Sunny oh, uh, yeah. this I year. I haven't watched with it the yet. episode, They do an episode where they're going to go to a Jimmy Buffy concert, and they all think Jimmy Buffett sang. Uh, oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. Yeah. And Dennis keeps saying that was Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes, who was related, is a cousin to Professor Holmes from the University of Scranton, uh, my mentor, an amazing uh, boss for me when I was. And she let me. She let me in in a independent study movie. Me and Ron Babcock were making say to her, "Prof, do you want a knuckle sandwich?" (laughs) 
<laughs> she let me say that in a video. Well, too. Rob Babcock, by the way, was you should have left I know, work, I know. picked him up and brought him to be on the show. I should have. We I did, I was not I did not remember that we were doing this. Although I think his brother was getting in at seven and he was heading this uh-huh. He could have left his he could have made his yeah. brother wait. Uh so what do you think about Mary Poppins' returns? We I'm went on a crazy yeah, pageant I, about that. No, right I'm not there. I'm not crazy excited. Like I'm not lining up to go see it, but uh, I will see it, and I will take the. I think my mom wants to take the girls to see it. So. Well, yeah, I think my mom, Aileen, and maybe her mom are going to see it, or maybe yeah. just my mommy. I don't think Jack. Jack is at the age where he doesn't want to watch TV or films with real people in it. Yeah, like that doesn't hold any. Like we went to see The Grinch. He loved it. Sat, mm-hmm. watched the whole thing. Real people don't work. So okay. I might have to wait till it's. Uh, I might have to wait till it's on video, but I love Lynn Emanuel. I also think Emily Blunt is amazing. Yeah, she's always so, good. and she. I think she's awesome. Uh, if if you see Mary Poppins returns, let us know. I also like that it's not. And next week on the show, we'll talk a little bit about reboots, all these ideas of in 2018, 19, everything's like, oh, we're just going to take something that's been made or twisted. This is based on the old Mary Poppins stories that were really there. It's not remaking Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. It's actually a continuation of it. <clears throat> and obviously they had to cast because it's so different. So I'm I'm interested to see where we go with that. All right. So we have a special game uh, in the spirit of the holiday season. Feel free. Uh, I know we have some people watching now uh, to play along with us. Uh, so if you're listening uh, here or if you're listening to us on the podcast version, uh, you can feel free to email us, share on social media. It's a little game called All I Want for Christmas. Uh, and here's our question. Uh, if Santa could bring you one of the following, what would it be? So we're going to, we're going to, Jim and I are going to play this game and there's three options. Santa's mm-hmm. going to bring you one of three gifts and you get to choose what that gift would be. Okay. All right. So first option, uh, a dream musical album in which you could pick any artist performing together, any mm-hmm. album, anything you would ever want musically that has never been done before and santa on christmas day would deliver it to you you could choose that option two is you could end up with any movie prop in the (laughs) history of cinema and it would be yours to display here Mm -hmm. uh for us in our studio or you at at home or three you could have any dream movie anything you've ever wanted to see as a movie it could be a reboot it could be a book that you've read that has never been a movie it could be a movie idea that you've had Okay. What would it be? Uh, Jim, so pick one of those three. Uh, well, what would you maybe do? I want to know if you can guess what mine is. I don't know if I can guess what yours is. Is it the it's boy pre- that – is it the boy no. that lived? God damn it, no. Is it the boy that lived? No. And Jerry, is, Jerry no? Gilligan is, is it, in. Is I'm surprised Jerry even knows how to use the internet. But he is, is pretty on in chat saying that he he would love to have Pale Reason and Soldier on together. <laughs> that is um, a great idea. He, uh, yeah. He's a genius. Uh, by the way, since Jerry is here and we can comment, and even though he can't verbally do it, uh, Jerry, uh, you might have tuned in late. Uh, Patrick Swayze movie choice. The options are uh, Point Break or Roadhouse. Yeah. Uh, let us know what thought is on this uh but let's go back oh man uh here i don't know if this is your answer but can i can i give you what i think it might be yeah yeah, a legitimate dark tower film that's not a steaming pile of horseshit 100 that That was the first thing i have been waiting for a dark tower movie since high school like 
Correct. And like, it's at the point now where like we would come, I would, I would talk about like who my ideal cast was. All right. So okay. And so all that those people gonna be, are who is too gonna old. Be? They're too okay, old. Okay. So, now. but that doesn't matter. Let's just say Santa's gonna. It could have been. You get this. If you could have had who's going to direct it and who are you going to have if it's your dream come true and you uh, just got it, who would it be? Uh, I would take the guy, the Carrie. No, wait, who's doing? Um, I forget his name. Andrew. Carrie Fung, uh, no, oh, the, the guy, guy who's doing it. it. Okay. So the guy who's because doing the it. tone of it is perfect. Um, and honestly, the, the, the worst part of what happened with the movie is that I would take that cast in a second. Yeah, I would. Take- yeah, I, 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 for me, I feel like, and I've only read the first book and I liked it, and I just my own fault I didn't get back into it. I really feel, and I've always had this, and I've actually talked to authors who publish. I'm a huge advocate of the streaming services now, like mm-hmm. Tom Clancy show. I just think it's a better medium yep. for author. And I under, but now when they're willing to spend a hundred million dollars on a series, how is the Dark Tower not the actual books? None of these spinoffs or any of this other. How is that not at Amazon? Yeah. At Netflix, give us the, the book pro- series. The problem and you is, can pay the problem is they need to find the director and screenwriter who love that series as much as Peter Jackson loved Lord of the Rings or as much as Dak Shepard loved uh, Smokey and the Bandit Bandit. and give us something like hit and run. It does. It has to be a passion project. It has to be, and they have to be unwavering. They can't like, but here's the thing like that, that series is destined for money. Like it, it would make a ton of well, money. Stephen King, all his other stuff is it, it the name alone. And I know people are worship. I like listen, Jim is not, having known Jim for all this time, Jim is not somebody who picks things unwise. You know, what I mean, if he's gonna devote and be interested in something like that, it's not something like me where I would pick like police academy. God damn. Yeah, I mean, it. it's going to be something that it's going to be no, but my I point is it's so going to be much. something that it, no, but my point yeah. is you're going to pick something legitimate where I would be like, "Oh yeah, let's do uh let's watch police academy." <laughs> and I don't understand it. I I did not I don't understand I did not it's watch Sony, that film. It's Sony, dude. So like think about what they've done right. with what think about what they've done with well, the here the think about what they did with Spider-Man. Oh. Well, how about what they did now? Dan Brown, in my opinion, is not a great writer, writer, but his stories are good. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't, I, uh, Da Vinci Code was okay, and just, but yeah. they could have done more with that series too. And that's yeah. a series again. That's one of those things like Dark Tower. You're printing money. Yeah. If you make a Robert Langdon movie, mm-hmm. you're just printing money. But you know, like, you're I, I think they. Money, I so think why it's... are you not putting more effort into creating something? Well, that's I think it's because they don't have to, right? Like they can put out yeah, Venom, sure. and they can put out Venom and make a uh, ton of money. Don't even talk about that. But they made a ton of money, right? They like, did. Yeah. They did. They absolutely did. Uh, we have a quick minute here. Do you have a dream movie prop? I find that one to be interesting. You actually brought that up. I what did, would, and I thought it was an interesting what, one, and I, I, I didn't. What would you want? So uh, there are quite a few. But I would love to have, I mean, if I'm going like full on fanboy, like, like whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's whatever you want. It's gotta be the, the blue lightsaber from star Wars, yeah, the, yeah. the Anakin in the box. I want the box that Obi-Wan opens and shows him and gives it to him and right. everything. And, right. and, and that's becoming even more important because that's, that's what Ray has in, in, in the new, the newer ones. 
right. But I also I, thought I'll give you a runner up. Or do you yeah, want to go what? first? No, no, go, go. What's so my runner-up runner up would be the baseball from Sandlot with Babe Ruth's signature. Uh, that's yeah, that's super cool. That's yeah. a good one too. Uh, three movies. There's so many. Pretty Raptor. God, three men. Brian, three men and a little about now. Uh, uh, my dream movie. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I have a movie I would love to see, and it's a legitimate one I pitched, okay. which is Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Directing Mission Impossible. Okay. With Michael B. Jordan as Tom Cruise's apprentice. Sounds awesome. I thought that would be awesome. I also, I'm a huge, like the first book series in high school, when guys in high school don't read much, certainly young high school, like freshman year, you know, you got to find something well, that makes you interesting. I mean, you to, went to school with people like Jerry, so. Well, Jerry doesn't, put, Jerry listens read. to audiobooks. Uh, he's an avid audiobook listener. But my point is, I didn't want to read any of the stuff. No offense to all my friends who are English teachers, mm -hmm. uh, that the high school English teachers in public education, which they were being forced to assign, <laughs> unlike Katie DeSanto, who's running the Harry Potter um, club at her school, yeah. uh, didn't read any of that. And which is probably why my high school grades were so horrific. Uh, but I read uh, Clive Custler's Dirk Pitt series, and I would love oh. for them to make. They did those. one, right? They, they did, did Matthew one. McConaughey, which was actually again. I that feel like Matthew movie. McConaughey gets screwed. That Sahara was a good fun movie. Yeah, it, it just and it was number one at the box office opening weekend, everything like that. Steve Zahn, right? Love, was in that too. Yeah, Steve Zahn. He was great in that. Yeah. I would love um, to do that. Yeah. I would love for them to make that. I would love for them to make my Mission Impossible movie. Um, and then there's some other stuff. Jerry like says stuff. You, Jerry said you had plenty of time to read in high school. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I was not on any kind of dates or any anything social. So I did read quite a bit. Yeah. I did. Um, dream prop. I think I would want either Indiana Jones's hat. Uh, that's a good one, dude. Or uh, Maverick's jacket from Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> the leather jacket. Like and the, I would wear it. Yeah, it has all the plate. I would wear uh, that. What about the day. aviators? I, I don't know. The aviators might, or the I, motorcycle. I feel like I can buy aviators. That's like true. I can buy knockoffs. I would wear that jacket to school every day. Yeah. I would coach basketball games wearing that jacket. <laughs> If I had that jacket, I'm imagining I would wear you it. like in the jacket, like on the basketball court, like yeah, doing your I best, like like yeah. uh, four. Four passes <laughs> doing your Hoosiers impression. Non, I would wear it nonstop. Uh, all right. A couple uh, – one other topic here. Uh, next week, really excited, we're doing our year in review um, where we talk about the movies we've done. But yeah. I just wanted to take a moment as the year winds down here to talk about the hits and mix, uh, misses Excuse me, mm -hmm. at the box office this year. And it's a really interesting list. So I compiled this from easily my favorite – um, movie website, which is darkhorizons.com. If you've never gone to darkhorizons.com, go. They, We've the been guy going does, there since since college. Yeah. I actually uh, am probably one of the original uh, people. I started yeah. following it all the way back then, and it's turned into this big thing. But what he uh, Gar Franklin does, who runs the site, is he breaks down and he looks at how much a film costs and how much it earns. Mm -hmm. Um, and where the big profits are. So I thought I'd go down a list here. Uh, I have not seen any of the misses. Neither have and I. And, and some I of them I haven't seen any of them. So yeah, I didn't either. I had to look some of these these up. Let's quickly look at the misses. Uh, the Sisters Brothers, which I didn't even know is Joaquin Phoenix and um, John C. Riley, cost 38 
made nine. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, the Happy Time Murders, which was that horrific Muppet, Muppet knockoff that R. was sued with uh, what's Megan her name? McCarthy. Yeah. No, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, cost 40 million, made 27. Uh, this one kind of upset me. It never worked in the English language, but it's the girl in the Dragon Tattoo series. They made yeah, a new one, this... the girl in Spiderweb, who was uh, the girl, uh, the woman, uh, Claire Foy, who is from The Crown. Uh, cost 43, only made 31. But this wasn't the Spider's Web. Was that one that the original? That was wrote? the one that. No. It was not. It yeah, was the, the one okay. that they've made since. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time bombed, uh, $100 million cost, 132 I remember reading that. Was that like middle school? We would yeah. probably have read something like that. Yeah. Uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, which what had just that? come out. Like, that's like Kira Knightley and stuff. I That was not I, great. And then the updated Robin Hood with the guy from The Kingsman um oh, cost 100 million jamie fox i didn't even think that came out yet oh well that's why it only made 65 million well that's the other thing like the nutcracker in the four realms like how is that not out right now like what i think it is out right now and nobody's seeing it huh. it's still made 138 million dollars so yeah. uh it, that's right, at least the in, the, in the positive here, yeah i i've seen a bunch i haven't seen all but i've seen a bunch of these big money makers all yeah. right so these are the top six profit making films of 2018 mm -hmm. uh number six crazy rich asians amazing you saw it Oh, I saw it. I have it. And it was really, really – Aileen and I went to saw uh, see it. They have these things up here they call the uh, cinema pub. So oh, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. they take like uh, cafeteria tables, mm -hmm. put chairs there, and you buy pitchers of beer uh -huh. and drink while you watch the movie. And we go Cape Cod every year. Uh, this year we saw – I saw three films in five days when I was on Cape Cod. <laughs> I saw Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, you get a pitcher of beer with every movie. Right. Uh, so Crazy Rich Asians, which I know the aliens like, oh, let's see that. We saw the trailer. Uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me, Mila Kunish. Yeah. Another white. By the way, if you just want to watch a great 90s style, we were talking about Hit and Run last week. Yeah. Fits right into that. That's a, a, a Jerry Gilligan movie. If he yeah. hasn't seen it, he should watch uh, The he Spy Who Dumped for stupid people. Me. Yeah. No, it's he'd love it. Um, <laughs> and then I saw for like the fifth time Mission Impossible. I went and saw Mission Impossible Fallout for the fifth or sixth time when I was of at the uh, So Crazy Rich Asians, the Holly, it cost thirty million, mm -hmm. made two hundred and thirty-eight million. Yeah, and they're shooting two sequels at the same time now. Wow. Uh, Halloween, the Halloween remake, which I did not see. Hollywood Halloween movies don't interest me in the no. least. Only cost ten million to make, grossed two hundred and fifty-two million. That's pretty good. Uh, Quiet Place, Emily Blunt. Amazing. Uh, I did not see this, and we're going to oh. do this because I want an excuse to watch it. It's so, so sometime good. soon we're going to watch that because I think Aileen would like that as well. Uh, $17 million costs gross $340 million. Mm -hmm. They are like the power couple now, yeah. which I don't love because it's only a matter of time before the tabloids try to make them like horrific people or yeah, something, you know, something like that. Uh, the Nun. Which again that. is not my style. Twenty-two million to make three hundred and sixty-five million gross. Insane. Incredibles two loved. We took the kids to it. Loved it. So good. Loved it. Made one point two four billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> 
And the number one top grossing per cost film, Black Panther, yeah. absolute home run, $210 million cost, $1.3 billion. Awesome dollars. movie, too. Uh, we will do that at some point because Kugler and Infinity is, War and, probably would be on here. If, Infinity, no, Infinity, Infinity War made the most money. Uh, yeah. In the top five, I think, or five or six of the year were um, Black Panther, uh, Incredibles 2, Infinity War, yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible Fallout, right, right, right. and Jurassic World. But those movies cost more right, right. to make, so they weren't as uh, big of a turn. All right, uh, time for five questions. And five questions will be uh, for me this week. We got yeah, the. I'm asking the five. We got the broken shape of water egg timer. Ready you to keep go. calling it the egg timer. Is the masturbation timer? Uh, well, I'm trying to <laughs> keep it. This is, keep not it. A, this is a, not a late '80s '90s film where we're <laughs> going to sexualize uh, the show all the time. All right, thumbs up or thumbs down? Christmas inflatables on the lawn. Uh, I'm thumbs up. I don't ever do it. I probably wouldn't do it, but, uh, I am all four things. My kids love it. We have some neighbors who do it and they yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. a blast. So I'm not going to do it, but if it makes people happy, that's cool. I think there are some pretty cool ones too, by the way, as the technology has gotten really cheap to do. Right. All right. Uh, would you rather have a cousin like Eddie stay at your house? Or lay in the sand on the beach for a day. Now, for those listening, that might be an easy choice. But if you know Brian, he hates nothing more than the sand and the beach, I think. I hate sand. You're uh, like you're like Anakin. I yes. hate it. It gets everywhere. No, I, I don't I don't go to the beach. Your I performance hate it. I don't even, in hating sand is much better yeah. than Christian Hayden. Uh, I sand. yes, it it is actually. <laughs> I, I'm at some point we will do the prequels and I'm kind of it. like I, I'm wondering I if we could just I, I'm starting to think if we could just roll all the pre Star Wars prequels maybe into one, <laughs> one episode. Show, yeah. Just like ripping a band-aid off and getting them all done at one time. I hate sand. Um I I think I would probably rather sand than than a cousin Eddie. I don't. It, there's probably honestly, other than my direct family, my mom and my dad and my two brothers, there's probably only two other groups of people that I want staying at my home yeah. for any period well, of time. Sean That's probably be, an, an alcohol problem away from being Eddie, yeah, right? Well, <laughs> No, he's that. He's not that bad at all. Uh, there's only two other sets of people I would welcome at my home, and that is the DeSantos or the Gilligans. After that, I don't. I don't think Aileen or I want anybody staying at our home. It's just. It's just us. So I'll. I would do the sand, though. I. I do. I really hate sand. I. I don't know what it is. I just. I don't want to be there. I hate. I despise it. Really <laughs> all do. right. So uh, number three, fill in the blank. Blank was the best Christmas gift I ever got. Yeah. You know what? I had to think about this because uh, I've gotten a lot of of really good stuff. I was wildly lucky mm -hmm. um, as a kid that yeah. I, I don't know how my parents did it, but you got my mom did kid. Well, no, not that. But I'm. Oh no, I didn't have a couch. I didn't think I wanted that. I'm I kidding, also dude. did not want a my buddy, though. Yeah. I like the song, the my buddy song. My buddy. Uh, but you know, my mom when was watching us, like certainly mm -hmm. me. So my dad was the only one. Somehow we always ended up with the stuff we wanted at Christmas. Yeah. So two things came to my mind. One that we've talked about on this show before, 
I got the Hall of Justice. Remember that thing yes. that we looked like, which was awesome. I also remember one year I got all the Slaughter Marauder G.I. Joes. Oh, yeah. Remember? Like, was yeah, and it was basically the regular G.I. Joes repainted, yeah. but you got like the mail order Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> one. I don't for some reason that has always stuck in my mind. It was like that is clearly and I think it was like eight or nine. And I and I'm a big advocate of like when kids are eight or nine, I feel yeah. like that's like the golden age. Yeah. Like yeah. for baseball too, like Greg Jeffries, my jersey's there because he was eight or nine when I was like, I just for whatever reason in my mind, that's like this golden age for being a kid. I do that. And then in the modern context, I remember when Aileen and I were first dating the first year, she traveled all the way on a plane and had to have an Xbox sit on her lap wrapped as she came down uh, to see me. And this is obviously in the post 9-11 era. So God knows what she yeah, had to go yeah. through to get that on the plane. Um, and I remember those. So those awesome. are uh, those are my favorite gifts. All right. Number four, favorite classic Christmas movie. Now, so. you're, you're probably not ever even going to have heard of this movie. OK. Because uh, I was a bizarre kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I was a bizarre kid, like Jerry said. I, I know plenty of free time to read. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite classic Christmas movie is a Bob Hope film uh, entitled The Lemon Drop Kid uh, that used to play. I used to watch the Bob Hope Christmas movies. They used to be on WPIX uh, in December. And he was like a, a scam artist, okay. Lemon Drop Kid. And he had uh, was running scam on horse betting and he some gangster or something lost all this money. And he said, you got to pay me all the money back by Christmas. Okay. And I just always vividly remember I should have been doing my homework and I was watching Bob Hope Christmas movies. But it was also the film where the song Silver Bells was written from. Oh, very and cool. the first performance of Silver Bells ever was Bob Hope and this actress who I don't know who she is. Um, but the Lemon Drop Kid, if you want to see a Christmas movie that okay. no one other than me under the age of 60 has ever seen. Watch the Lemon Drop Kid. So I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a four and a half here. A question yes. four and a half. We have one in yes. chat. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Which how, I don't think it is. Well, hold on. But if it is, how do we not count gremlins in trading places as well? I think that's a fair. That's why I don't count Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Uh, and actually, the, the gremlins question, I saw this on Facebook, is fantastic because on sports radio up here today, they were arguing should gremlins, gremlins be is a Christmas, Christmas horror movie. See, to, to, it, I, I would agree somewhat with that. It's, it's, to me, to, but to me... The center focal point, and this is why Christmas Vacation, it's in the title, is the whole point of the film should be centered around Christmas for Dude. me to be a Christmas film. And I understand. I, I don't. Think so here, of, here's my argument for Gremlins yeah. above the other two is that I would argue. OK, go ahead. The reason it's called you. Gremlins is because the creature is a gremlin, right? Yes. And what is that creature in the movie? Do you remember oh, why where the, the where the creature comes from? Why it's even introduced? No, I don't. Know it's a Christmas know. present. Oh, true. Well, here's my only thing, and this is my thing with the Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. And they were saying this on the radio today. If a movie could be on in July, uh -huh. and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll watch this movie. This makes sense. It's this on. Is it really a Christmas movie? Gremlins could be on, and I think Gremlins of the ones that were mentioned is certainly the most Christmassy of all yeah. of them. 
you can watch Die Hard at any point. And That's by true, the way, yeah. I'd like to watch it because I just read a, a fascinating article on it in Empire Magazine. So I want to I do want to watch that at some point. Uh, and what was the other one? It was Die Hard and the other one. Oh, Trading, Trading Places. Sp- Wow, I think that's yeah, yeah. one that's you can funny. watch. Um, All right, deep I think thoughts. The Die Hard one's interesting, though. Yeah. Deep thought question: What's your favorite non-gift related Christmas memory? Uh, they, I was thinking about this, and they all tie, um, for me personally, into going to my aunt Jean and Uncle Dick's house, who are my who are my godparents. Okay. Um, and we would always go there Christmas Day and they were wildly generous and mm-hmm. would host all our immediate family. And, you know, now having a family on my own, I start to realize what a burden that yeah, obviously yeah. is. If I think of having 30 plus people come and they're sleeping there and all yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, those memories are more like I said, I gave a couple examples of gifts I got. Like those memories of going there and we'd have parties and my Uncle Dick plays the piano. He's amazing. My uncle, uh, his brother, my, my Uncle Donnie would come and play. Uh, they were just unbelievably generous. Awesome. Uh, to do that. So it's certainly that they were amazing for that. And I think that's kind of the cool thing about Christmas or whatever holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. five questions. That's, yeah, that's five questions. Again, if you uh, have any question, we didn't do uh, viewer questions this week, but they will be back in 2019. If you ever have a viewer question you would like, uh, feel free to record an audio clip for us and send it to commajors at gmail.com mm-hmm. and you will end up on the show. And we would yeah. love if people would do that because uh, uh, we, we like having mm-hmm. that. That would be fun. I'm going to put right, the uh, uh, questions in chat if anyone wants to answer them. Yes, they can, they please can copy do. and paste it and go right ahead. I am uh, I'm in, intrigued to see what people have. Uh, yeah. What do we have recommendation wise for this week? So I'm, I'm I highly recommend the Four Roses Bourbon. It's not crazy expensive. It's under fifty dollars a bottle, um, and there are a lot of you know when you think about that as far as a bottle of liquor, that sounds like. It's uh, expensive, but there are a lot of drinks in this one bottle. So no, that's a good dip. Um, um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, oh, reading anything? Go, we finished Stephen King. What have I you did. It was gone good. on to? It was very good. I, I like have it. You gone on to I started the yet? Bone Clocks. Brian gave me a book uh, called The Bone yes. Clocks. And you know what? I have another one for you too that I want to give you by David Mitchell that I okay. think you're going. That's super short. Bone Clocks is long. Yeah, I like long books. I'm good. Yeah, oh, your um, bone. Let me know what you think of yeah, that because I think you're good. gonna. I, I think you're gonna like it. And if you uh, if you have a net Netflix subscription, get on immediately and watch Bruce Springsteen live. Yeah. I'm gonna do it uh, over vacation. Broadway. Bruce yeah. Springsteen on Broadway is amazing. Uh, even uh, if you do not like him, it's it's really impressive just to listen to an artist of that magnitude talk about the intention. Uh, behind his career and and kind of what they what he finds uh interesting it's 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 very cool i'm refusing to watch anything on netflix until they pick up the broadway version of to kill a mockingbird by aaron sorkin there are people that are praising that I told uh, you, I, I put it on social media this week. Somebody, they thought they tagged, like, you know how Facebook ads pop up? And it was like trying to sell me tickets to see Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. So uh, absolutely not will yeah. I be watching that. Uh, a couple of recommendations for me. I've had three different beers during the show. Uh <laughs> First, uh, feel free, and if only if you're in the Easton area, the, the Shoveltown Revert, uh, 
Reserve Series was fantastic. And I knew it was because Jim had had it. We had had a, a, a sampling of that when he yeah. was up here. But the Reserve Series, and you can still get that. Uh, I finished up my original course. Uh, you can find it somewhere. Somewhere Burt Reynolds is looking down at us and thankful. I should add one of my dream movies uh, from the question earlier in the show is Dak Shepard's uh, Cannonball, Cannonball Run, Run yeah, I know. remake. I'm, I really want that. And remember, we are taking PBR back from hipsters. I'm about the furthest thing from a hipster and I'm going to drink it and uh, we are going to take it back from them. Um, yeah. At least until I come some, up with some something. Some people might tune in and think you are ironically wearing what you're wearing and in no. fact are a hipster. But no, it is not. That's no, not the case. There is, there is really nothing hipster. There's about no place me. for irony in Brian's life. No, I am no. all out there. Uh, other uh, recommendations with the holiday season coming up. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that you view the Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um if you can find it, I, I think that's on FX, X, 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 yeah. X, triple plus. It is on, FX plus whatever, yeah. whatever that is. Now, there is a sequence where Charlie and Mac go over to Charlie's mom's house and it involves Santa's <laughs> and train. And that's all I'm going to say. That alone makes it worth watching. And I'm currently reading Greg Horowitz's Hellbent. Mm. Um which is awesome. Greg Horowitz, you would, I think, like this series, too. It's a kind of a twist on like a secret agent thing. Okay. It's very different and very cool. Uh, it's part of what he calls his Orphan X series. Oh, you gave me the first book of that. Yes. And you'll like that. And yeah. I, I have the other ones if you want. Yeah. It. So I think uh, people would really uh, be into that. It's a it's a cool book. And uh, plugs where uh, where should we find us on iTunes at uh, Com Majors? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Majors.com. Follow Brian at B. Costello Books. Follow me at Soldier on TV. We are um, on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we're on Instagram. And, you know, like, share, subscribe, comment, whatever. <laughs> if you uh, if you give us a rating on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. Helps out the podcast. Uh, and share us around. If you think we have something that uh that you find enjoyable let us know it's a great holiday gift yeah uh, even if it's yeah. not to us somebody tweeted this out who does podcasts for a living which we don't do for a living <laughs> thankfully because we'd be living in a cardboard <laughs> box street but they were saying the best thing you could give if you like a podcast is to go on and not just rate them but also review and give a comment because apparently true. for their the matrix and all the other stuff that they use it's a enormous thing so i've done a couple this week of the matrix i'd already i would already rated but i gave some comments to some of my favorite uh ones how this get made armchair mm-hmm. expert uh late the fuse which is the mission impossible oh, podcast that's cool. that's but cool. if you if you listen to any of those uh do those for people yeah. uh next week pretty exciting we'll be back next week uh we'll mm-hmm. be after christmas we want everybody to have a fantastic uh holiday we'll be back with the com majors year in review episode where jim and i give awards for all the films that we've seen this year uh we talk a little bit about what's coming up next year uh who knows maybe we could get katie to make a guest appearance at yeah, some point absolutely. in the next episode yeah, i think, she, I think she can uh maybe she'll available. run through the awards as well yeah, we'd love to have her and we'll see her. And we have some great stuff coming up in 2019, but uh, we've taken up most people's yeah. not, uh, Friday night already. I need to go watch my DVR uh, tape of David Bromstad's uh, My Lottery Dream Home. Uh, I'm, I'm missing it now. Mm-hmm. So I need to get my seltzer and uh, some My Lottery Dream Home and we'll call the a, a Friday night. 
Sounds good. All right, my man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. See ya.